This is Carrie Gephardt, and you're listening to Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice. What we do here is go back, 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 back. But now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law, although the law and prophets bear witness to it. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness, because in His divine forbearance He had passed over former sins. It was to show His righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Romans 3 verses 21 through 26. Welcome back to another episode of Five for Fruit, a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Today we're doing another installment in what I call the Catechism Cast. So far in the Catechism Cast, we've looked at Heidelberg Catechism Lord's Day 1, the comfort of believers. Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 2, where we're told we are unable to keep the law of God. Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 3, where we learned about the origin of our current condition as sinful by nature. And today we're going to look at Lord's Day 4, which is the last day in the section of the catechism often called sin or guilt. And We can see in Lord's Day 4 that there's an attempt, attempt to escape from the righteous standard of God. And because of that, we see three questions that many of us have probably heard. Number one is, isn't God unfair? Number two, do we all have to be punished? And number three, can't God just forgive us? Question nine says, but doesn't God do man an injustice by requiring in his law what man is unable to do? The answer to this, of course, is no. Because God created man with the ability to keep the law. This question arises from a distorted conscience. We know that we are at fault, yet we seek to shift the blame. In the garden, Adam did it to Eve. Eve did it to the serpent. And today, many continue to do it to God. The reality is we cannot use our inability as an excuse. We're unable because we are unwilling. God is the only one who can answer this question. And as Andrew Kivenhoven has said, To him, we sound like a drunk driver who says to the police officer, I couldn't help driving in the long, I couldn't help driving in the wrong lane because I'm drunk. Our inability to keep the law is our fault, not God's. Question 10 says, will God permit such disobedience and rebellion to go unpunished then? The second objection arises from the first. If God is righteous and just, and we're all unrighteous and fallen in our sin, must we all be punished? Can God still find fault since no one can keep his law? As some have said. Therefore, the catechism says, God is angry with the sins we are born with, original sin, the sins we commit, the actual sins that we do, punishes them now, the sufferings that we experience in this world, and he will punish them forever in eternal damnation. There's no unjust escape from the just God. That is what we're being told in question 10. But question 11 says, Isn't God also merciful? The third objection seems to be a plea for cheap grace. So we've seen that God is not unjust in holding us accountable to his law, even though we're unable to keep it. And we've seen that God is not unjust with himself, maintaining his perfect righteousness in his anger against our sin. But isn't God merciful? 
Cloyster says, this question sounds like the whimper of a child hoping for an escape that's not deserved. It's an escapist question asking for the cheap grace that tempts us all. But we cannot play God's justice against his mercy. Yet we have to remember as we look at Lord's Day 4 that those who ask these questions are the comforted believers of Lord's Day 1. And for us comforted believers who believe that Jesus Christ has fully paid for all our sins, our Lord got what we deserve and in return we get grace. This is the righteousness of God revealed. It is revealed in Christ as Romans chapter 3 says. Kivenhoven said, God is the only one who maintains justice to all eternity. He never shifts position. He claims us as his offspring and he never alters his claim. There must be a wedding feast between heaven and earth, even if the bridegroom has to be a lamb. Until next time, may you bear much fruit to the glory of God. Pfeiffer Fruit is a proud member of the Society of Reformed Podcasters. Check out more members of the Society at reformedpodcasts.com. Subscribe, rate, and review Five for Fruit on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And visit the website fiveforfruit.com to listen to past episodes and to read articles. Until next time, this is Five for Fruit, your five-minute fix for Reformed theology and practice.